Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Tuesday. It is December 6th. Yesterday, not a great day on Wall Street. We'll talk about that and more when Dave joins us just a few seconds. Before we do that, though, let's not forget that there's a lot of things in this world that you and I cannot control. We can't control what happens over in Russia, Ukraine, or or even what happens in Washington, D.C. for a great extent. However, you can control how much risk you have in your current portfolio. But you need to know what that risk is before you know whether it's too much, not enough. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to walk through our core retirement design analysis. and Make sure that you're on the right path to the retirement you always dreamed of. Again, that number is 863-382-0037. Give us a call now. Schedule your call. Dave's coming up next. Morning Dave is here. We're at 839 now. That's 21 before 9. And that's a good time to check in and see what's going on on Wall Street and see what's happening to your IRA and 401k this morning. Because this kind of affects all of us, even if you've got it in an old sock. Your money's getting worse and worse if you're just keeping it at old sock because inflation stinks. Let's see what's going on. Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services is on the phone. Philip, good morning. How are you today? Good morning, David. Doing well today. It is uh, Tuesday. And yesterday, though, I got to say, it was not a great day on Wall Street. And uh, hopefully, maybe we can put something a little better together today. I sure hope so. One of my tip sheets was calling it a major sell-off. I'm not sure I'd characterize it on that compared to what we've had in the last couple of years, but it was definitely an El Stinko day. The Dow went down by 483 points. That's a full 1.4%. NASDAQ was uh, the worst of the bunch, down 222 points, down 1.9%, and the S&P kind of split the difference, falling 73, down 1.79%. I was asking you before we went on the air, whether you thought it was just resetting based upon the expectations that the uh, half percent interest rate increase might not happen next week or whether they uh, noticed that was almost panic time that once every two-year party we have in in Congress where we argue about the debt ceiling and scare the pants out of investors. You're thinking it's just a repricing for the moment, huh? I think it is. I mean, I think everybody's now feeling that – you know, the good news, bad news deal that we got more good news than we anticipated, which means bad news is coming from the Federal Reserve um, later this month. And so I really think that's probably the most of it. I was honestly kind of hoping it was the beginning of the volatility over the debt crisis because that becomes a manufactured crisis every doggone year. The mainstream media started turning toward panic building on that yesterday, and it's toward the top of all of my tip sheets this morning. And Frankly, I'd like to get that little act out of the way as soon as humanly possible because well, you and I have always shook our head and rolled our eyes over that because they always do it. Nobody wants our credit to go to heck. Well, that's right. I mean, you know, we know ultimately the stalemate will will end. They'll raise the debt ceiling because they have to, to uh, to keep the United States in good graces as far as their credit rating. And, and so we know that's going to happen. But you know, it, they they do play this chicken game every every couple of years. And and you know, talking about the deficit, Dave, uh, did you see the new deficit number came out uh, yesterday or this morning? And how bad uh, is it? Well, not as bad as they had analysts had expected because they expected it to jump to 
eighty billion dollars, up from seventy three point three billion. Mm-hmm. Um, but but it didn't. It uh, it came in at like seventy six billion. I think it's a five point four percent increase. I think is what the number was. Good news. We're only yeah. spending money like seriously drunken sailors instead of completely stoned out, whacked out sailors. I, I, I guess that's the way to look at it there, Dave. Right, right. The best I can do with the process. But the other macro thing that came out this morning is exports fell in October, but imports rose, and we're importing more than we're exporting. So the economy is still showing some activity, but we can't seem to sell our junk overseas, can we? Uh, no, we, we, we can't. Factory orders are up, though, as well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I mean, we got some, there's, again, some good news there. Um, <clears throat> how the Fed interprets that good news, that's the that's the big question. I think those may be the things that are weighing on the markets even uh, yesterday. Yeah, and that, that that's the part that always hits that we talk about good news. I mean, our imports are rising. That means more retail activity. Exports are falling. Yeah, we want them to improve. But, uh, you know, I mean, we're in relatively good shape economically, and that's exactly the kind of news we don't want to see. Let's see here. Seven days ahead now of a Federal Reserve decision to raise interest rates and how much. Uh, other stuff going on. Let's see here. Job cuts. They want to level off the employment market. PepsiCo's contributed to that because the Pepsi people are going to lay off a bunch of people at their home offices. And uh, something I got kind of a giggle out of, Jamie Dimon, the big banker guy, he was uh, doing a rubber chicken interview the other day and said, gosh, he expects a recession next year. Wonder what his first clue was. <laughs> well, he's blaming it on inflation, right? <clears throat> a roading consumer wealth. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Who would have thought, right? Inflation, yeah. cause a recession. I was kind of wondering where he got that clue all of a sudden. I mean, he think, I think he's last in line to say we might have a recession next year. Kind of kind of threw me for a little bit of a loop. I mean, that was just, you know, I was just waiting for him to decide whether or not the economy had a chance of taking a tumble. <laughs> well, we definitely, uh, you know, now we know what side of the fence he's on now for sure. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, and I, I think he's not the only one. Uh, I, you know, I read somebody else's little blurb and and feels like that, uh, you know, we're, we're looking for a recession next year as well. I don't know. We haven't talked about Bitcoin in a little while, Dave, but I, I find this interesting. Uh, I had a headline. Bitcoin could plunge 70 percent down to five thousand uh, dollars. I saw that same thing. Yeah, so uh, I found that interesting that uh, that would be a huge decline from the sixty-some thousand dollars it was uh, last year to down to five thousand dollars. Now, if you bought it at sixty thousand a year or so ago, you're probably not very happy this morning because my delayed quote has it at like seventeen thousand this morning. Which, uh, oh, you've only lost seventy-five percent of your money since you bought it. Yeah, exactly. And and they're they're citing some some things that I think are, are relevant that people need to be, you know, especially given the whole, you know, FTX deal. You know, there are other um, uh, crypto exchanges, they say, that could very well end up going belly up and that will put more and more pressure on the crypto markets. I kind of gather, and I'm not lucid on the Bitcoin market, but I gather from what I've been reading that a bunch of the other exchanges that trade, you know, in retail with people buying little bits and pieces of Bitcoins, a lot of them are using that FTX exchange being, for lack of a better term, a clearinghouse. So this is, on the small portion of the world that is Bitcoin, 
this is starting to sound a little bit like the Lehman Brothers thing back in 08. I mean, you know, it's, it's not anything resembling that scope. But, you know, one thing can become a domino effect in that entire industry. So that $5,000 number is not outside the range of reality, is it? No, no it's, it's really not, you know, because remember when it was like, uh, well, in, in recent memory, which is still not that far back, $800, you know, $600 for uh, for a, a Bitcoin. So, you know, and, and where is it today? Uh, you have 17, if you bought it at $600, 17000 sounds like a bargain. I just feel sorry for the ones that got on too late. Uh, you had some good news from the high-tech industry. We're going to get a new semiconductor plant, are we? Well, we already were going to get one in Arizona by the um, uh, Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Group out of Taiwan. Uh, but now they've agreed to put a second one in in Arizona. So that's going to be two. And that doesn't include the other one uh, that um, oh, I forget who's putting it in there. But there's another one going in Arizona, too. So I guess maybe the dry weather makes it good for for this type of manufacturing, because everybody seems to be focusing there. Um, and so the Arizonians are really happy because they've had a, a really rough uh, go of it since COVID because they, uh, they're one of those uh, states that kind of shut down and, um, and still haven't fully recovered from all that. Understood. And it's good news for the overall economy, because one of the challenges we had during the supply chain was the fact that uh, we don't make any of those doggone ships in, domestic, uh, in the domestic supply chain. So we're kind of at a victim of those floating warehouses outside the uh, harbors in California that kind of was El Stinko there for quite some time. I'm not sure what the count is. Nobody's talked about that recently, but I'm betting there's still a logjam outside of Los Angeles. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised either. I mean, just trying to get the boats in. Yeah, I can't clear up anything that much. Uh, watching interest rates, something else you and I hadn't mentioned for a couple of days, but it bears note, as of this morning on the delayed quotes, the 30-year Treasury note and the two-year Treasury note are rapidly appointing, are approaching 90 basis point difference between the two in the wrong direction, 4.4-odd percent for the two-year notes and 3.55-odd percent for the 30-year notes. I know you probably got more current numbers than I do, but we're rapidly approaching 90 basis points between the two. We, we are, and that's uh, that's not good news for that either. So uh, we, we continue to watch to see, you know, again, another indication of uh, re recessionary times. So um, just the way it, you know, we got a lot of things up in the air right now, Dave, that we have to continue to watch. And, and the Federal Reserve coming out next week, that'll be a big a big part of it. Uh, Absolutely. You have a few earnings, though, uh, yep. as we kind of tail it off here. Uh, not necessarily all. Well, I got a couple household names anyway, but but one of them uh, that's not probably a household name is GitLab. Um, and they had uh, uh, better than expected quarter results. They lost less than was expected and their sales were more than expected. So so good news for them. And they gave an upbeat outlook. Uh, for the year they're up 14 and a quarter percent this morning whoa yeah got a friend that like, was looking for tips the other day there's one for you that's right <laughs> you just got to know ahead of time right yeah. um we had AutoZone. uh they uh, they beat on top and bottom line as well uh, they are uh they, they one thing that same store sales had a much larger um, increase than expected. So that was good. Good news for, for AutoZone. 
they're they're a high price stock. So right now they're trading at twenty five hundred and thirty two dollars a share. That's up about two tenths of a percent from where it closed uh, yesterday. When your base price is that much, two tenths of a percent is a fair chunk of dollars, isn't it? It is. The last one I have for you is Signet Jewelers. You know, that's K Jewelers, Jarrett Jewelers, that whole group of, of jewelry stores. Um, good and they had, for this time of year. They had a really good quarter. Um, they were expected to make 31 cents a share. They made 74 cents a share. Revenue was better than expected. Um, same store dollars, though, declined about 7.6%, uh, which was, which was in line, I guess, with what everybody expected. So, so not, I mean, it doesn't sound good, but it's what everybody expected. Signet Jewelers up 7.1% this morning. That's good news. Glad to see them on a big winner list, especially going into the retail uh, holiday shopping season. Resetting the table off day yesterday. Matter of fact, pretty pronounced off day yesterday, 45 minutes before we start trading this morning. What are we looking at so far? So right now it's, um, it's a, uh, well, it's a mixed bag. Keeps getting more mixed. So we got the Dow down uh, about $57 right now, which is a little less than two tenths of a percent. S&P 500 just went down to $3, less than a tenth of a percent. NASDAQ 100 is up $7, which is obviously less than a tenth of a percent. The other side of the coin, we got silver up uh, about six tenths of a percent, but still below $23 an ounce. And then we got uh, gold up a half a percent uh, yesterday. It did drop down below $1,800 to $1,790 an ounce. Then crude oil, you and I were talking about crude oil. It had a, a drastic day yesterday. It dropped from like $83 a barrel to like $77 a barrel within hours and actually closed and uh, uh, somewhere uh, down at around $77 to $76 a barrel. Well, right now, it's going to open at $75.72. That's down another 1.6%. So, I looked, I can't find any reasoning behind it, uh, but uh, man, maybe we'll see some gas prices start to get below $3. That would be a nice thought. Yeah, none of us could figure out why, but it took another big dive about midway through the overnight futures as well. Overseas markets, uh, mixed bag in the Asian rim. Looks like China and uh, Hong Kong have settled down a little bit. No major moves either direction, and most of Europe right now is trading fractionally lower halfway through their day. Stabilizing one's retirement and actually having a plan to be able to uh, quit working someday, that sounds like the American dream. Philip, how do I find you to ensure mine? Devin, give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule their core retirement design analysis where we help them design the retirement they always dreamed of. Again, that number is 863-382-0037. And then catch the Statler Financial Radio Show this weekend, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730, 95.3 FM. And back here again tomorrow morning about the same time. Philip, thank you so much. We'll catch you then, all right? All right, man. You have a great day. Thank you. Be well. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope your week's going well. Hope you'll join us again tomorrow, same time, same place. Until then. Have a great day. Bye.